0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the CarCast. This one is episode 78, which we will honor the late, great Pavel Dimitra. Great player back in the day. Uh, Obviously, part of the Yaroslav locomotive team that uh, perished with their plane crash. But I'm Owen Newkirk, he's Sean Shapiro. Uh, Not to bring the beginning of our CarCast on a down or sad note, but he was a fabulous NHL player.
1: Yep, and he... uh Obviously, he wore number uh, 78 for the auto centers when he played for them.
0: So, it's uh, getting into those numbers. We just started doing that recently because, what was it? It was... Uh, 77. 77 was the Ray Bork. We probably could have done the P.K. Subban 76, but we didn't. Yeah. So, we went with the Ray Bork, and so now it's kind of a new thing. Unfortunately, we could have started really early, like at the beginning of the car cast. Yeah. And had all these great numbers. Yeah. And what do we do? We waited till 77. So, now... <laughs> Who the heck wears 79 in the NHL? We'll find out next, we next will. time. We
1: will. Um,
0: 80,
1: 80s into the 90s, then the 100s, we'll have to give it up. So I guess, our, I guess our kind of rule of thumb will be, in general, we'll try and get a Stars player in there. Obviously, but no one has never worn, ever worn 79 for the Stars. We have an Alex Hemsky episode coming
0: up. We do. But you know what, Sean? It's going to be a short-lived bit because
1: once you get past 99, sorry, no triple digits in the NHL. Or do we just start over with the with number one at 101? Depends on how much we like the bid at that point, yeah.
0: Right, so we have half of the season, roughly, to figure that out as far as home games. So we'll see how that goes. Correct. All right, on to tonight's affair: Stars and the Calgary Flames. Very good rivalry in a weird way because the Stars have dominated them over the last two seasons, winning all six games. But they had a win, Sean, last year in Calgary, in overtime that really irked Flames goalie David Riddick yes because he felt he was interfered with by Jamie Benn Tyler Sagan scored in overtime after Riddick was knocked out of the net they didn't get the call he tried to play referee a little bit stopped playing Stars scored and of course then the glorious meltdown that the Calgary netminder did just about everything he didn't do the Tukarask AHL milk carton throw
1: no, no. that I was a so, part of yeah.
0: in Providence but it was almost there you were there for the milk carton throw? I was there with the Albany River Rats. You're like, like the
1: Forrest Gump of AHL things.
0: Yeah, there's some weird things that I've been a part of, right? <laughs> <They> really <laughs> Don't are. ever call me the Forrest Gump of anything, let alone of AHL weird stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, got Calder Cup in there. Got the, at the time, longest game in AHL history. Yeah. not the second longest game. Yeah. Tukar losing his mind and heaving a milk cart because... Uh, we had, a, well, frankly, should not have counted penalty shot goal because I think it was Jakub Petrujalik, who is one of our Czech players, really good player, loses control of the puck, kind of gives up on it. And I call it live then Oh, he loses it, doesn't get the shot away, reaches back and then sort of just out of like, eh, shoots it into that. Rask had stopped. And he's like, oh, I lost control of the puck. Referee goes, good goal. And Rask lost his mind. You've seen the video. It's yes. really fun. Yes. I was calling that game. That was, by the way, Sean, one of the games where after Providence had redone Dunkin' Donuts Center, their rink, they'd moved the broadcast and uh, media position to the corner instead of center ice.
1: Doesn't seem ideal.
0: It was not. And the road broadcaster was on the far end of this semicircle or this arc. Okay. So you were behind the goal, like 15, 20 rows. Behind, okay, and it was really hard to see the numbers on the Bruins jerseys when they were at the far end of the ice because it was 200 plus feet away. Yeah, yeah. And unlike the Boston Bruins that have a big black outline around their numbers, Providence Bruins had yellow number, gold numbers on white. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I, this is just a stupid broadcaster's note, but I noticed about halfway through the game, this one guy was like, "Man, this is a great game. He's all over the ice." I was confusing. 18, 16, and 15 as all the same number because I couldn't see yeah. the, the right digit cleanly yeah. because of the contrast. And so I kept saying this one guy, I'm like, he feels like he's on three different lines. Yeah. Well, it's three different players but I was calling the same guys. I think I was kept saying whoever was wearing 18 at the time.
1: That's reminiscent for me of when I would when I was still covering high school football. There was a trend about three, four years ago. um Maybe five years ago now, where a lot of high school football teams had the they went with the like be like the black on black or the dark color on dark color, and it was just it was awful because <laughs> when you're covering high school football, you're also doing the live stats here, so you're you're live scoring the game and everything like that, and it was horrendous. Because if you don't do the high school stats, you don't have stats. you don't get stats. Period. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it was horrendous, and you would be like, well, I mean. I guess we're giving credit to this guy now, but that's really all you could do. Speaking of bad numbers,
0: do you remember the Texas Stars camo jerseys, the the desert tans they did with the brown, the tan numbers? I do remember those. Yes. Were we playing Grand Rapids? I can't remember. I thought I think it was Bob Kaiser, who was the visiting broadcaster, but it might have been somebody yeah. else. Do you remember that reaction? The because we knew all yeah, the those players. Yeah, it. Players. was it was Bob, yeah. And he just gave you the gave me the like what am I supposed to do? I can't tell who these guys are. There's no, no contrast of the numbers. Yeah. Especially the arm, the numbers on the arms. Yeah. And I felt for the guy, right? He yeah. just you we knew the the home players you get to know them. you don't even yeah. need the numbers. Yeah. Visiting the team you go I, I can't tell who that is. Yeah. That that was bad.
1: Well, it's it's yeah, it's And if you ever try to, it's the type of thing where, it's like this morning when I'm watching the Flames skate this morning, and there's a couple different players I can pick out by body type, like Lucic or Goudreau. Was Lucic number one for you? Goudreau was, but that was because I saw him first. Okay. Yeah. Um, First guy I saw for the Flames, and he stands out like a sore thumb.
0: He's so distinctive.
1: Yeah. Um, It was Goudreau first just because I saw Goudreau first, but then it was Lucic. And he Um, stands out clearly, too. Yes. Yeah. So, um... Back to the hockey game. <laughs> um,
0: oh, yeah, there was a game tonight. They,
1: um, stars, Our side digressions were fun, yeah. though, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. All right, there anyways, goes. there may be more. Stars uh, Stars play with Jim Montgomery after they play what Jim Montgomery called their worst game of the year and win. Um, this was what Jim Montgomery called their best game of the year, <laughs> and they lose in the shootout. Um, tonight was the two teams coming into tonight who had the actual worst shot differential in the first period in the NHL. Um <laughs> Coming into tonight for first periods, and it was actually a better first period than you would expect for two teams that have struggled in the first period. No goals, no goals, but plenty of chances. Plenty of chances. Um, Some good back and forth. Both goalies got into it. It Neither had to be like tremendous, but both goalies were sharp early. You get a st- then we get to the second period where the... Uh, Did you think the Stars' start wasn't as good as the Flames tonight, though? I thought the Flames were better in the first seven or eight minutes. Right. I, was, yeah. When I say start, I don't mean the whole yeah. first
0: period, but I didn't think that Dallas got off to a good start. And I thought
1: Calgary was better early, and then Stars got a power play, and they kind of got into the game. Something I'm interested to re-watch when I, when, when I re-watch the game tomorrow, something I want to watch is uh, Montgomery talked about how for the first five or six minutes... The stars weren't doing a good job of adjusting to how well the flames were playing the walls. Mm. And so I'm curious to, when I rewatch the game tomorrow morning, I'm curious to kind of take a closer look and see if that's a noticeable impact. If, if, how much Cal, because it's something that I, pr- I, you think back and you think, okay, yeah, I did, I did see Calgary using the wall quite a bit on the outlets and things like that, but I'm interested to rewatch in the video. You learn a lot when you do that. So yeah. I'm interested to see that tomorrow. Um, and maybe, maybe, and maybe that was maybe that tactical change was the difference after five to seven minutes. Maybe it was something else. I'm interested to see that to, to rewatch that. Um, but Dallas kind of and played a pretty strong first period. I thought they were good in the second period too, and then they uh, end up taking the lead in the second period where it's the, the all Joel goal. The only thing before we get to okay, the goal, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. the only thing I wanted to point out that you didn't touch because you did a nice
0: job giving a synopsis of the first 40 minutes was. The Stars didn't capitalize on numerous power plays. And this yes. was a good thing because yes. in the previous two games alone, right, Detroit and Washington, they combined for the Stars 13 power plays against. It's way too many for two games. Yes. Way too many. Two, three, fine, you deal with it. 13 over two games is a horribly high average. You can't do that. Yes. So th- not only did they not take penalties early, they had three power plays. I think their fourth carried over into the third, well, right? It did. The third, the, the goal we'll get to eventually in the right. third period was a power play goal. And so that's much better. However, yes. before they get that that one in the third, they had opportunities, Sean, before the Les Brons goal, which we'll talk about next, yeah. and they didn't do enough. They had some power play chances. Ben had a good redirection in the first period. Pavelski got the puck right in front okay. tried to go to the backhand it worked a little bit yeah, but, but I think there's room for improvement
1: But the, I, I think the best stat for the status of the power play right now is the fact that on one power play they had three ice
0: oh man that was in the
1: first period yeah. and that was ugly mm-hmm. alright so the goal goal um, I mean not many times you get the full <laughs> to use the soccer term total football where all five players on the ice touch the puck before it goes into the net um Nice play by Jamie Alexiak to uh, kind of force the turnover at the defensive blue line. Uh, kind of. I, I mean, I said nice play. I said say. he said kind of. The reason, I mean, he used every. He's got probably the biggest reach on the team. Would you agree? I was using kind of as more of a locale. Okay. Because as kind oh, of near oh, the defensive I blue line, I and understand. it was as in it was a little bit into like. <laughs> it was basically near. It was the, a really good. play. Yes, it was a really good play. By uh, the way, if he misses that,
0: which he got the bear. Just the minimum of that long sweeping poke check. Mm-hmm. If he misses that, it created it would have created a two on one down low for Calgary. Yeah, I mean it's a really big swing, is yeah. it?
1: Yeah, and he ends up playing the puck right over to uh, Justin Dowling, who carries through the neutral zone, attack enters the enters the zone with and with the, the quick drop to Foxa, goes to the wall and curls. Uh, Hanley and Lesperance have joined the play. Cross ice pass to Hanley, and then the quick. Uh, pass from Hanley to Lesperance for the easy tap and pretty team goal pretty team goal there
0: I like I like your uh, correlation with total football That, and that I yeah. didn't even think about it at the yeah. time but it was a it was a full line everybody like to me Alexiak. yes his defensive play deserves an assist yes except for he can't because four other guys touched the puck afterwards yes really good play all around
1: yeah very good play um, not
0: his first goal Lesperance third in the goal actually like, but his first this year but it was, and not his first NHL point, but his first as a Dallas star for Joel Hanley. I, I thought the two Joels really combined well on yeah. that
1: play. First home goal, I believe, for Les Browns, because I think he was the goals were in Minnesota last year. Uh, I remember he had a goal in Minnesota when he was playing. He had a promotion to the top line in the game in Minnesota yep. last year where he scored. And then I believe he also scored, there was a uh, one of those... Second or third to last games of regular season last year, they were in Chicago, and they just got ran out of the building like six one or something like that. And he scored that that game like a like garbage time goal. Kind yeah, of. so I believe it's his first home goal for last. Right. Um so. Side note,
0: because this is the car cast. Yeah. Was that a? uh it was a cow, cow truck. I don't know. Or manure truck. Smelled pretty bad. But you can't smell it on the car cast. Thank yourself for that. It because you're, you're talking. Yeah. I'm going. What yeah, is that? It is, what pretty bad. is that odor? I feel like I can taste it now. It's gross. It's pretty bad. And uh you know, usually I don't get that on I thirty five. No,
1: we don't. So
0: or whatever road we're on now. We're still
1: on thirty five right now. Yeah. Not this part of thirty five. I mean there's other parts of thirty five you might get that. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> yes,
0: especially if you go north or south. Yes. But, yeah, that's uh, it was an unexpected moment of uh of flatulence yes. in the worst possible way. Yes. It was not odiferous emanations. Yes. Or Emancipations or Odorifice, holofactyl, Emancipations. Think they'll get that reference? I think uh, maybe. A few. Okay. So, go to the third period. Stars have a one-goal lead. Right away, nine seconds in, Jamie Venn from Bay Hens, power play goal, off the rush again. Here's the one thing, Sean. Stars have been really good on the rush with speed scoring goals. What yep. they haven't done is scored one on. I mean, it was the first power play goal of the year, yeah, which is good. Got to get somewhere. Yes. Dell had one in St. Louis pulled off the board free, correct offside, but not really the spirit of why they were yeah. doing that. But yes. whatever. Okay, it's the rule. We got to deal with it. First power play goal officially for the Stars of the year, but they haven't scored one on a setup yet. No.
1: No, I, I mean that's the. It's that's kind of the. You take the positive. You have got the power play goal, but it didn't really feel like a power play goal. Because, I mean, it, it was one of those where I actually almost forgot. Um, I remember looking down. They scored the goal, and I remember looking down thinking, oh, look, at the, this is a line shuffle. It's Pavelski right. with Ben and Radulov. Right, right. But, but, sorry, with Ben and Ben And Hintz. and I'm thinking, oh, it's a line shuffle. And then you're like, oh, wait, it's, uh, it's a power, power play. Because <laughs> so, they had, what, about 40 seconds carrying over to 39. Yeah, so, oh. um, yeah, good that you got that as a power play goal. I mean, all goals are good, but they still need to – develop more, not just the power play, in all situations. I, tonight, they started to do more in the offensive zone and get some things there, um, but they need to start scoring more in that place. Um, they, if, they can, if they can add some offense while stationary to what they're doing on the rush, mm-hmm. they're headed in the right direction.
0: They And, and yeah. Jim Montgomery even said this before the game tonight, I want to see more puck possession in the offensive zone, not just transition place. Yes which is yeah. okay you got the transition game going. how about the rest of it yeah. so the things to work on it's game five so two nothing stars after the power play goal things are in really good shape stars take a penalty Joe Pavelsky uh, minute and a half I think it was 138 maybe without looking at the sheet yeah. and gets called for boarding yeah. on Goudreau, correct yes in the defensive uh, in the offensive zone
1: mm-hmm.
0: tough place to take that penalty yeah and Elias Lindholm what a shot. Steps in from the right
1: point, goes off the left post and in. Did you look at the? Uh, did you see, watch the replay from the back angle on it? Mm-hmm. The uh, I mean, the amount of traffic that it got through was. There was a. Uh, it's a tremendous shot, and there. I believe there is. There's three stars and two flames between Ben Bishop and Lindholm. On and the it shot. was just that yeah. tight little like, yeah. uh, you know, half an inch one yeah. way, and
0: it does yeah. go yeah. in mm-hmm. either side. Yeah. So really good shot by Lindholm. Power play goal and that gets Calgary going. Yeah. The Stars still have a two to one lead, yeah. um, and then they get burned on a transition play. On a it started as a two on one. Bishop helped deny that, but Noah Hannifin's the third guy, the high guy in the zone, and really nice passing sequence. He ends up with a tap in an open net because it bing bing bing, it's in. It. Bishop didn't touch that. It was hit Jamie Ben. No, 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 but it was again like yeah, yeah. he was tracking it. Yeah, he was yeah. oh, there, yeah, yeah, but then yeah. the third pass. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. strong to drive is what I'm trying See, to say. Where it happens and Jamie Ben took ownership for this after the game actually is that whole play starts because Ben's at the top of the zone and he actually has Sagan wide open to his left. Um, and Sagan's wide open to his left, and Sagan's actually got the Sagan's actually in mid windup for the one timer. Um, I took a freeze frame of this and then put it in my story tonight after the game. Um, Go to the athletic.com yeah, exactly, to see it. Yeah, or the app. Yeah. Sagan's, in yeah, <laughs> Sagan's in mid windup. Yeah, shameless plug. Sagan's in mid windup for the one timer, and instead of looking left or doing anything else, Jamie tries to beat the guy one on one, loses the puck, and the Flames are going back in transition. And he owned up to it after the game of, that's his fault. That's yep. that goal can't happen. Um, they should have never got to overtime and shootout because of... The, but that's the reason they went there, is because of that play. Because otherwise, really, I mean, I thought the Stars did a pretty good job tonight of limiting Calgary, um, limiting Calgary's total offense. Um, there was... bish made this make some saves and things like that, but...
0: Both goalies made some good, yeah. solid stops. I thought in the
1: third... Uh, I'm trying to remember what period it is now.
0: Um, in the second period... There was a stretch late second period before Les Peron's goal where Calgary had three or four shots in a row. Yeah. Some quick one-timers. Tobias Reeder had one. Yeah. Lindholm had one. Monahan had two, I think. Yeah, Really good, strong saves. Backlund was around the net at times. It, it had to float a bit. But anyway, I thought Bishop was very solid. Um, then you go to Sean to overtime. Yep. And Johnny Gaudreau had two good looks. And then Noah Hannafin. I'm sort of fast-forwarding here. Yeah. Partly, but Hannafin went down the left wing. And uncorked a quick shot that Bishop used his full size and got it with the left sho- shoulder. It was across his body. Yeah. Which, if he was crouching at all, that might go in the top corner. So, possible. And yeah. it was a very quick release for Hannafin. It's amazing. When I, I was down at the back of the lower bowl, where we go at that point, and at that angle, you see, I saw right down the barrel of the shot. And it's just so quick. Compared to watching it upstairs, you know. Yeah. I mean, they. Um, but the stars
1: could have easily won it in overtime. They could have. I mean, it's one of those two. There's two main things. Um, both with Alexander Radulov, where you look yeah. at it. One is the he hits the right post, and yeah. that's one of those where he beats Redick. He just didn't beat the post. And then obviously the penalty shot where uh, he gets hauled down on a breakaway in overtime, and he gets the penalty shot with about 20.9 seconds left um, in overtime, if I'm remembering that correctly. You're a goalie, yeah. In real life, not just on TV.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to have time to collect yourself and face a penalty shot, and if you're in overtime, or a break a partial breakaway with back pressure? So the question is: Should Giordano have taken Radulov down like he did and draw taken the penalty, or should he have just let Radulov go with some back pressure and see if he scores on that?
1: I'm fine. If I'm, I'm actually happy with Giordano taking him. Taking him out if as long Why as he, there's goalie. a goalie because I'd rather face the penalty shot. The penalty shot I can control what a shooter does on a penalty. Right. Breakaway happens faster. Yes, yeah, there's yeah. Things, and it's and still a, live. A goalie has more control of the situation on the penalty shot. Um, it's there's the shooter only has one option. There's no there's no threat of a. There's no threat of a rebound, so you can even change your save selection. You can just get – like, it. on a breakaway, on a breakaway as a goaltender, you make the first – there's a lot of times where you can make the, a great first save as a goalie on a breakaway, and the guy's right there, and he can easily put the rebound in. Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of change your save selection a bit um, because – well, oh, you, sorry, you can change your save selection a bit on the penalty shot. Because the penalty shot, you just have to make that first save and it's dead. So as a goalie, you can just get big on a penalty shot. And goalies are big now. You can just get big. And even if you if it's a terrible rebound that kicks right back out it doesn't to the guy. Matter. It doesn't matter. Right. You've taken up more space. It's an interesting so, theory, isn't it? And so as a goalie, you'd rather, if you have the choice between a breakaway and a penalty shot, I'd rather take the penalty shot. Which leads to an
0: interesting NHL rule change this year, mm-hmm. which is... The David Leggio rule. Yes. Not official name of it, but the unofficial is David Leggio, former and mostly AHL goalie. Played a bunch in Europe, but also a little bit in the NHL. A lot with the Sabres organization. Mm -hmm. Made a, I thought, an ingenious decision on a was it a two on? That was a two on zero, yeah. Had a two on zero break in a game, no defense, and he intentionally knocked his own net off the moorings just to kill the play, and was given a penalty shot for you know a delay of game. Yeah then gets a one-on-one instead of a 2 on o or one-on-one-on-oh and stops it and is rewarded. Yeah. Well, the NHL has decided that if a goalie does that, they're going to award a goal, not a penalty shot, a goal, if, yeah. if the goalie does that, because they want that out of
1: the game. Yeah. What a neat little loophole the goalie figured out. I yeah. thought that was clever. Yeah. And, yeah. and on, on the – before we had the rare uh, – the rare – Timeout in overtime before the penalty shot. That was a
0: good move by that Montgomery. A, that
1: was a good move by Montgomery because Radulov is dog tired. He was tired before the breakaway. Yeah. Yeah. And he emptied the tanks to yes. get forward
0: and force the penalty shot. And if they, if he had to shoot it right away, he might not have been able to skate upright. Yeah. So that was a really smart move. And Monty even said after the game that he waited as long as he could Completely before to, call the to try to, to drag out a few extra seconds for Radulov to yeah. catch his breath. Yep. By the way, I haven't seen the full video yet, but I heard his post-game comments. It sounded like his Radulov
1: impression it was, it was pretty funny. It was tremendous. It was tremendous. Um, so that takes us. Radulov is stopped by Riddich. Penalty shot. Um, Riddich, who is was a rather fiery uh, competitor. he ever. Um, gives a bit of the uh, celebration. Then we go to the shootout. Wolf. Okay, go ahead. No, you're right. Of, that was a precursor of more yeah, celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we'll get there. Um, goes to the shootout, and Sagan goes first. He scores. Um, Sean Monahan goes for Calgary. He scores. By the way, inch
0: perfect, just like Lindholm. I mean, he goes mm-hmm. low off the left post and in. Yeah, left handed shot against the blocker, and he, you know, he moves it a little bit either way. He misses.
1: It was yeah. perfectly shot. So. Now we get to the next two, which people were asking about on Twitter, and I think this is worth discussing, is okay. um, Alexander Radulov shoots second yep. and Jamie Ben shoots third.
0: Radulov she tries it. to stick-handle it because he went for the shot and the penalty shot mm-hmm. was denied. This time he tried to make a move in Deke yep. and got poke-checked. Yep. I don't know if he got poke-checked or if Redis put his stick out and Radulov
1: stick-handled into it, I, I, chicken I, or the egg traps. Yeah, perhaps. yeah. Uh, and then Jamie Ben goes – You see the replay? See how very little
0: of the puck British got? Yeah. But he got, I mean, credit the goaltender. He made the save, Mm -hmm. but Jamie almost
1: beat it. But it's like what we were talking about before, where I was saying, as a goalie, a penalty shot is easier because you don't have to get as much of the puck. You just have to stop it from going in the first time. So, Johnny Goudreau then scores in the third round. Pretty nice move. Um, Really nice finish. But he's shifty, isn't he? He's fun to watch. I, He's a I really great like watching player. Goudreau watch, he is a watch great watching player. Goudreau play. Um, what do you think of the shooter selection in the shootout?
0: I'm not surprised because it's the the it's, last it's time. Not, the Star- it's not surprised, right? But- the last time the Stars had a shootout, they went with that trio.
1: And That was Game 72.
0: It was, it was last year. Last year was Game 72 of the season. This year was Game Five. Understood. It took a while for them to yeah. get to that, but they went Ben. Yeah. Uh, you know, they went Sagan Radulov Ben. Yep. Jim Montgomery's comments – I thought – before I heard his comments, I said, I wonder if they'll do somebody other than Razzle because he just had a penalty shot and showed the move he was most confident of at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. Not that he has he – has, you know, he has more than one move. I actually don't think he went
1: with the most confident move. You well know, he went for the shot. He went for the shot, but normally he comes in and tries to go I, – I, He, he didn't, tries to go backhand he shelf. Didn't, he didn't go backhand shelf, yeah. I wonder –
0: I thought maybe because of how well he's been playing to start the year that they'd either go with a guy like Ropey Hint or Miro Haskin has got quite a move, too. Mm-hmm. So it was a little surprising. But not really, because if you look at the career numbers, Sagan's very good, is very good, and Jamie Ben is... People think he's a terrible shootout guy for some reason, but he actually has very good career numbers. He's in the 40% range, I think, which is really high, he's Pretty good, for especially guy. considering how many... Uh, how many attempts he's had. I, I think – actually, I don't know if it's 40% or, or it might be a little less, but he's had, I think, over 40 shootout attempts in his career. Not many guys in the NHL have that many, right? That, that's a lot. Yeah.
1: I have – personally, I don't think
0: – my was, numbers. By the way, Sean, my numbers may be uh, skewed. You know, we, we, we don't numbers. have that in front
1: of us right now. I have um, looked it up before. Personally, I actually would have – I wouldn't have gone with Ben or Radulov. I understand the logic, and I can't. He
0: Highly skilled players.
1: I know. I, I understand the logic, um, but I would have gone with Sagan and the two Finns. That's what I would have
0: done. What about Pavelski?
1: Um, I mean, he's highly skilled. So, he's a goal scorer, chance to get on the board in one way, shape or form. I could I could be on board for that too. The for me the one thing that I'm just the mental block, and I'm admitting this right now. Yeah. The reason I don't think about Pavelski is because I was think I my first thought is penalty shot breakaway. Well, I and I and I, in my fresh in my head is him getting caught from behind on the pseudo breakaway in the game. Right. And I need to take that out of my head. That, that's just and I'm admitting yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah, admitting that mental block. That's why in my head immediately Pavelski didn't jump to mind because. I didn't think – I'm thinking, oh, I'm seeing – I've seen what Henson Heskine can do when they get loose and don't really see – and also Pavelski's a player to me who I've seen lots, but I haven't seen him play up close the way I've seen these other guys because of – he obviously wasn't a star last year. Right. Um, Which, on a quick side note, I know we're all frustrated that Joe Pavelski
0: hasn't scored in the first five games of the season. I
1: thought he was good tonight.
0: No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like – he had a couple of slow games early where he didn't seem to be majorly impactful, and I think he's getting there. Just remember, this was my thought in the pregame. He's played for 13 NHL seasons with the San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. He's never changed organizations since he was out of college and into the professional leagues. He played a little bit for Worcester his first year, but you know more games in San Jose that year and then every other year, other than the lockout where he was in Minsk which was sort of just sort of a, a tune-up, really. But yeah. he's always played for the Sharks. Same guys, well, new, new players here and there, but comfortable confines. It's the first time in his career he's had to go to a new NHL team and learn new players' positions, get used to the atmosphere coming to the ring. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do, Yeah, right? It really is an adjustment. We talked about it with, um, with Matsu Zuccarello last year. I know he got hurt right away, but, you know, it's a new team for him. We talked about it with Cogliano, who had been – it, you know, never traded mid-season before, mm-hmm. and he had been in Anaheim for a while and got pretty comfortable, and it takes some time to... Yeah. I mean, let's, get, be, let's be patient with Pavelski a little bit, because it's only been a couple of games. I think we're going to get his best hockey much farther in the future, not just right now. Right?
1: I think so. I would like to think so. No, I yeah.
0: hope so. Yeah. this is the best to offer, then, that's frustrating. So. Yeah. Uh, lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Oh, wait. Shootout. They win it. On the Goudreau one, what'd you think of uh, David Riddick? It's very—I uh, almost felt like we were, had a Baker Mayfield plant the flag moment.
1: Um, I think
0: part of it he was is
1: pretty wound up afterwards. Part of it, I think, is Riddick remembering what happened last year against Dallas in Calgary. And I think part of it too is after the game, um, he admitted he's never won a shootout before in the NHL. I'm assuming right. I don't—I don't know if that I wasn't in the Flames' locker room, so I'm not sure what the. Uh, um, I'm not sure the full context of the message, but I, I but him, I, he he got fired up, so
0: he was very upset about the overtime loss to Dallas last year. So it seemed like he was pretty wound up to win tonight. All right, let's go to the Lightning round. Galpagas wants to know if we can teach this noob him from having flashbacks to the 2016-17 season all the time. I think if I may be so bold as to presume what he's suggesting. Okay stars 15 16 win the division mm-hmm. best record in the western conference second best record in the league could go to the second round next year whole bunch of injuries early team doesn't do as well they miss the playoffs do you think that that's really a fair comparison do you mean from last season to this season from the 2016 17 season to now to this year comparatively to last season versus the 15 16 you know what i mean they, Team oh, has a they, good year, makes the playoffs. Next year, gets hurt, struggles, plays mediocre, and ends up missing the playoffs. I uh, think that's jumping a bit to conclusions, don't you?
1: I mean, I see, I see slightly where he's coming from, but I also think it's it's two very different situations. Um, I think you look at, I, I, I just don't, I don't, I, I. I don't think you should be on that ledge. I don't think that's a fair comparison. I think it's also it's for it's five games right now, too. Oh. And so I'm, I'm I'm a bit for me it's a bit too early to bury something. And the other thing too is I know the injuries are I know the injuries are uh, hurt, but the other thing is Something they didn't get as much of in that 16, 17 season that they're getting now is they're getting solutions from the guys who have come up. Nick Romano yes. scored a big goal the other night. Rick Garner's been very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor Fadoon and Joel Hanley have acquitted themselves well with when uh, with, with Roman Polak out. Um, so it's not as... And they're getting a lot more from Jamie Alexiak yes. than they did yes. in previous iterations. Yes. Their depth is better. Their depth is better. It's They may not have the... Uh, they may not have all. They may not be getting the scoring from that top group like they were hoping for. Um, At least not yet. Not yet. But um, the depth is better, and I think that's a big difference. Billy,
0: you mentioned this a little bit, Sean. Billy writes, and please tell me Camano and Gardner stay up when Dickinson and Perry get healthy.
1: Um. So, here's they the deserve tough, to be in the lineup. They, they deserve to be in the lineup, but the tough thing, and this is a fact about the NHL, is contracts make decisions a lot of the time and salary caps. contracts and salary same, same, go yes. hand in hand yes so when dickinson and perry come up or when dickinson and perry are cleared and it appears there those two are going to be the first two to be cleared um, Perry Jim Montgomery today said he'll probably play on the road trip,
0: which is kind
1: of—it's vague. It's very vague. It's very vague. It's right. not kind of
0: vague. No, but I mean, it yeah. it does mean within the next two weeks he will yeah. play.
1: Yeah, that's the difference. The road trip or is different. A half. The difference on the road trip is a difference between four days to Monday, yeah. or ten days to the following Saturday.
0: Right. So a week so, yeah. and a half yeah. is the long. Yeah. So but here's the thing: when Jason Dickinson, who's on IR right now, comes off. Right, mm-hmm. the stars will have to make a roster move.
1: Yeah, uh, they, no, they don't actually. They put, they, they, put they put Roman mm-hmm. Polak on IR. Oh, he did I go. Yes. Okay,
0: so. they didn't announce that. So yeah. Okay, so they have an extra roster. They roster. have an extra roster,
1: but here's here's the thing. The guy in risk of going down is Dennis Carriano. Thirty four. Yeah. Because yeah. every every each player who he probably should Sean. If he's gonna if he's not gonna play on if he's not gonna play Saturday, he should be sent down.
0: He should go play a few games. Yeah, yeah. And just reset and look he but here's the thing. Do you think that Monty, after letting him watch or having him watch the last few games up top, will want to give him another shot before they make that move? You'd think so. But wow. how are you gonna take and you can't take bronze out of the lineup for the caps because he scored. He only played six and a half minutes. It was <laughs> a, a late night, but he got a goal. Yeah. commando. And Gardner have been excellent, excellent with Kozlyanov on the fourth out. line, right? You, you just, just
1: can't. You can't take either of them out, especially with, uh, especially with what they've been doing on the penalty kill. Yeah. Because you need they they've got a role. And here's the other thing that makes it tough for Kurianov. And I know I, I see people on Twitter who ask me how how does Justin Dowling stay in this lineup and things like that. Um.
0: Because of what be, he can do in the defensive because, zone.
1: And when you have a role, so he's trusted on the power play. Justin Dowling's not coming out of the lineup. Because there's not another forward right now without that they, yes, they trust right. to put on that power play. Um, and
0: honestly, when Corey Perry is healthy, Dowling <clears throat> excuse me, is not the guy gets that gets taken off. Radic of that Fox, It's Radcliffe, it's Bobby Fox, yeah. because of the net front. It's yeah. the role that Perry
1: plays. Yes. So um, I think one of, they could if once Perry and, and Dickinson are both healthy, they could end up back in the AHL. Um, but Gurionov's probably looking like the first one to be going down right now. And then after that, those they're doing a good job of forcing a tough decision of what the Stars are going to do.
0: This one's going a little bit off the rails, okay. but it's fun. And it's the car cast. Matt sure. Roberts, who we play at the Seve Nooner with at times, what are your score predictions in an exhibition game between the Dallas Stars and the Brent Severin Nooners?
1: How long is the game? Give me the parameters for
0: the game. Uh, he, he, gives, he just says exhibition game.
1: Okay, so you give, I'm asking you for you to give Oh, me so quick, you want me to make give, the rules for his per, question. Give okay, me well, quick parameters. If it's then an I'm exhibition
0: game, then it's going to be three periods of hockey. So let's say a normal 60-minute game. A normal 60-minute game? Punishment for the sevy Nooner. And look, oh this, if, if you take the best guys, the best skaters, the most talented players at the Nooner, put them all together, and play an ECHL team. They
1: get smoked, blown off the ice, right? I'm here. here here's why. Right? Here, here's the score. The score is like 33 to nothing, and and here's why it's only 33.
0: <laughs> no, no. They, the mercy rule. No, no, no. Here's why it's only 33. <laughs> Does the clock go to running time?
1: <laughs> here's why it's only 33. There's like 15 goals scored in the first period. Yeah. The next, the next 40 minutes are literally spent just screwing around with guys.
0: Right. They start yeah, just yeah, goofing yeah, off.
1: Yeah, they just start goofing off, and they like.
0: Okay, so now you change it to Dallas Stars computer like PlayStation Four mode.
1: Oh, like like where like not human like. Like just...
0: you simulate the abilities of the Dallas Stars, who meaning they would never mess around. They just play. Okay, versus. The set. I mean, the the, the uh, okay. golfing class is
1: astronomically okay, so wide. To, to figure that out, let's let's say they could score every fifteen seconds because they would win every face off. They would enter the zone. They would win every fifteen. They would win the face off. They would enter the zone. They would score. So if it takes ten seconds to do that, yes, and there's that's that's six goals a minute times twenty would be one eighty in the first period, three sixty. Oh. Uh, 540. 540 three sixty five forty
0: five forty to nothing. Not that many.
1: But no. that's the basic formula if we're talking about they win every face-off, they just go in Goalie and score. might
0: make a save once in a while. Mix in, I mean, it's possible, right? They won't score on every shot.
1: Okay, 500 to nothing.
0: Let's say 300 to nothing. I, I
1: the, the think the it's point is if we're going with, yeah. The it.
0: point is that they, the look, an NHL team would annihilate an ECHL team, which is so much better than a, a pickup hockey game on a weekday. Yeah. In McKinney, a lot of fun. Love the nooners. We always have a great time when we go. But we suck at hockey. Yeah, we're not pros, <laughs> and that's the point. Is that the? I remember when I was playing in a pickup game or a men's league game back in Elmira, my first job, which was in the UHL, double A hockey level at the time, and one of the worst players on the team on the professional team came out and skated with us. Right, not a good player in ECHL skill department. Kind of, you know, known more for hitting and fighting than than playing. Was night and day the best player on the ice, and it wasn't even close. Yeah, and, and that just shows how big of
1: a gap. It is. And, and, and maybe I'm being cruel, but we suck in the context of the hockey world. Of if you're well, if the he, elite yes, level of yes, the NHL, right? Yes, I mean, come on. Yes, um, hockey's a game. Games are supposed to be fun. <laughs> That's a
0: great Mr. Baseball reference. <laughs> Alex asked about the Ben rads shootout. We kind of talked about that. Sean writes in. Is Sean Vice? Okay. Going knee jerk here, but feels like Monty went more grit in the third period, and we didn't see the top line much at all. Am I wrong? Was it to conserve energy for the final three minutes? Were they there but just super quiet? Um, they didn't have
1: a lead. Same amount of shifts. A typical number of shifts in the third period. I
0: think what you did notice is that the, the he, they were using the third and fourth line
1: mm-hmm.
0: a lot, especially the the Cogliano yeah. line. They weren't, they didn't really shorten that part of the bench. Now, yeah. interestingly, Foxett was still getting shifts. At uh, Dowling got some, and Lesmire didn't get many. Yeah. there was sort of some rotation in the bottom six. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I honestly, it was a pretty tight game. Remember, Calgary won the Pacific Division last year. They're a very good team. The
1: best record in the West last year.
0: Right. They're a very good team that really blew it in the playoffs against Colorado. Mm-hmm. And they are playing with a massive chip on their shoulder. Yes. Uh, Stars Potter 12 writes in, oh, and what is it like dancing in front of Monty to boogie shoot? <laughs> Sean brought this up tonight because they've been playing the video that we recorded uh, promo for a Casey and the Sunshine Band concert in Frisco at Comerica Center. Um, and they've been playing it on the scoreboard, and you know what? We're here, too. Bruce was in it, too. Gerald Dittick was there. A few of the Ice Girls, which obviously can dance. We clearly were there for comic relief. I hope that worked. You seem to get a lot of laughter I out of it. I had some
1: laughter out of it.
0: Mission accomplished. I was told today by Becca, who's one of our marketing people, that I could double a second career as a tube sock model. Which is a weird phrase. I know that's that. Yeah, I know that sounds. Good. She was talking oh. about like pulling because there's a, a a quick shot of me like pulling the sock up my leg, like pulling it up the calf, kinda. like an
1: ankle model. Well,
0: like a, let's call it a shin model. Do we need to get you like a glass like <laughs> an oven mitt to like, cover like the, a glass oven? Of... <laughs> well, not glass. Glass shatters. Maybe a tight uh, fiberglass or titanium or yeah, a protective why... lower leg.
1: But why male models?
0: No, <laughs> I don't know, like, where this is going. Anyway, <laughs> it was a lot of fun to do that. We were goofed off about it. Um, Ardell writes in, what can we expect from Corey Perry this season? He also asked about Kamano and Gardner staying up, but we talked a little bit yeah. about that. What do you expect from Corey Perry this year without having ever seen him play for the Dallas Stars? <sighs> that's, that's, that's what's tough. It's um, a really tricky question.
1: Before he ever – going into the season, I was hoping for, like, a dozen goals. Okay. Um I don't know. We'll see. Love
0: to see him add something on the power yeah. play. And the other thing I want to see from Corey Perry is that little bit of sandpaper that he brings. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we have a lot of agitation. and I mean, we don't have a Roussel no. on the team anymore. And there are times where that could be beneficial to bring in the emotion and stir it up a little bit and not have it be from Jamie Bett.
1: Right. Yeah. I thought uh, Jamie the, and Kachuk were going to go at one point tonight.
0: Did you? Yeah, I they, didn't notice that. They
1: had a good chat at one point. Um, yeah.
0: One more um there's a couple that weren't did not use the hashtag, but we're being trying to kind of strict about yeah. that, right, but uh where is it? Scott writes in, I know we are only five games in, but when do we start to panic a little?
1: um I wouldn't panic right now because things are trending upwards in the in how they're playing yeah. um I think you look at tonight as a positive um, and you see where the next step is. Um, that's, that's how I look at that right now.
0: One more, Sean. Okay. Ramon did not use the hashtag, but what the heck. Is missing Pollock really that much of an impact? I feel Secra is too tentative back there and needs to make faster decisions. Your thoughts. What do you think about Andre
1: Sekera's game through five? Um, I think he's been okay at times. I, I think there's been he's had a couple of rough games. Um I think there's also been a bit of I've noticed I've noticed there's been a bit of the adjustment and the learning curve of getting used to playing with this defense. You got to remember he's the only defender coming in who did not play with this group That's last right. year. Um so I've seen some of that. Um he's also been I think he's also a little bit elevated too high like I mean He's, he's acquitted himself well enough as the second on the second pair, but he's another guy who probably on a really good team is a third pair guy in my mind. This is the Stars team that still obviously goes back to if Stephen Johns was healthy, that's the big what if.
0: If he was healthy and playing to the level yeah. that yes, we yes. think he could get to. That's um, another but, bit of a caveat there.
1: I, Sekiro to me has kind of been but he's kind of been what I expected. I kind of be kind of a little bit slow to start he coming off a year. That was rough when he got bought out. And I think we're going to learn a lot about what he is over the next four or five games as he gets used to this system and gets so fit. So I'm holding off full judgment right now, but right now it's been just kind of average. Yeah. So,
0: all right. Uh, next car cast should be Saturday night stars and capitals yep. in that weird scheduling quirk where you get, a Eastern Conference season series done in less than a week, Yep, which is disappointing because it's kind of fun to see a team early on and then later in the year because yeah. teams change their makeup and how, I mean, look at the St. Louis yep. Blues, right? Stars beat them three out of four times last year in the regular season and then lost a really tight seven game series. The Blues were a different team after the Stars had already played them a couple of times. It's
1: interesting because this is something I had been thinking about. I thought about this the other day. Um, and, You'd like to think people do their due diligence and pay attention across the whole season and everything like that. But it is interesting to think about um, when it comes to the end of the year and you vote on awards. Mm. This is something I was yeah, thinking about. Yeah, that's an the interesting other, thought. The, I know some, where you're going this with this. This is something I was thinking about at the, the end of the year where say there's the uh, say there's the reporters from Washington. And say just – say hypothetically Miro Haitian has a Norris trophy winning year. Just it may happen eventually. Yeah, but but say but say he has that year where he should be in that conversation. But say it's something that really picks up around game twelve. Just just he's been great. What he's about been, game forty? He's been tremendous. But say it's something that picks up around game twelve, and you know what? They saw him loft live twice, and maybe they it weren't. Was in, and, October. Yeah, and on the flip side, for me who. I look at Washington now. A lot of their guys are well, more well known.
0: Ovechkin, Backstrom, and,
1: but yeah, I don't plan on. I'll watch them on TV, but I don't plan on actively watching the Washington Capitals for the rest of the season. It's because typically, kind of my viewing habits of the NHL throughout the season are, I, I watch teams that are coming up soon on Dallas's schedule. So. Um, I'll watch the uh, we go we go to – I'll probably if if I'm flipping through channels tomorrow night, I'm probably if Columbus is playing, they play Columbus and Buffalo soon. I'm probably watching Columbus or Buffalo. Right. And those just are kind to of see them yeah, in action. Yeah. And those are kind of my viewing habits of of coming into a game, of watching teams they play soon and then after that I'm watching a lot of the central.
0: Oh I'm just watching the and, you know, two best matchups. Like yeah. For example, I probably would've watched if I was a neutral tonight, one of my first ones I go to was Toronto, Tampa. Yeah. Because those are two exciting teams. Turned out Tampa blew the doors off Toronto, which is great. But that's for another thing. But really, Sean, you're right. And I guess I don't know how easy this is to correct and say, well, you're going to make sure that you play each, like at least yeah. you play at least two games against every team in the league in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference. If you're in the West, you play home and home, and then in the West you play three to five depending on in division or across division yeah. that kind of thing. It would be great if some way you could guarantee one game in each of the two halves of the season. Yeah. It may be really hard to actually practically do that because the stars will be done with the Caps and the Penguins in the first month. Yep. And in both cases, right, you'll see the the Capitals' two games are in five days, and the Penguins are in, I think, eight. I think so, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And so you won't see them again. Now it's fine. There's a lot of other games and meaningful moments, but it's just weird. To, I mean, it happens every year. Mm-hmm. It's just – and there are times where – I can't remember who was it. Was it Anaheim? No, it wasn't Anaheim. Who was it? Was it Ottawa they hadn't seen for like four or five months and then saw them two times later in the year last year? They well, were, no, they had Ottawa early who in the was season the last, last year. There was one team I can't remember now. It was the last team the stars hadn't played. Do you remember what I'm
1: talking about? Was it the uh Yeah, I remember you're talking about who was that? Was it Florida? Could have been. Might have been Florida.
0: It had been a long time, almost like it had been over a calendar year because they played them early the year before and then really late.
1: I think it might have been Florida. Is
0: that, is that who it was? But anyway, think. there yeah. are these – It's look, it's a scheduling quirk, whatever, but it is odd when that happens, isn't it? Yeah. When you say, well, it's been 13 months since they played because you went from an October series over to – now you don't play until February March or Yeah. Anything else you want to add to less dreary than scheduling complaints? No, that's a tough way to end. That's it. a tough
1: way to end. Um, you, should, everyone, go watch the video of Jim Montgomery's impression. Yeah, right. let's, let's finish this. That was that was tremendous. Um, I, I just I saved the GIF in my phone, and It will be uh, something that uh, I will get further enjoyment of uh, laughing at. So.
0: On that note, it is time to end. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back for Saturday. Stars, Capitals, and a CarCast to follow, which will be uh, episode
1: 79. it be interesting to see what number we Tune pull up Tune in that.
0: to see who in the NHL ever wore 79 and which one we pick if there's more than one.